Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. Country music fans are in for a real treat on the Long Island Sound episode Meet Charlie Coolis. He has some fantastic, upbeat music that you're really going to enjoy. But most of all, his backstory is absolutely unbelievable. So come and get you some.
When I first came across Charlie Coolest Music, I thought he was a transplant from Nashville, but that couldn't be. People escape Long Island and then go to Nashville. Little did I know how much country music could gestate right here on Long Island. His music has a familiar grit of hardworking people looking for fun on the weekend. And who could argue with that? He has some fun-loving music, and I can't wait to uncover his backstory. Hey, welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, Charlie. Uh, nice to see you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's it's a it's a pleasure. And this is going to make this episode is going to make my wife so happy because when I was playing your music, she says, "Find out where that guy's playing next." Really. <laughs> Right. she's she's a real she's a real country fan you know uh, oh, right, right it's like donnie and marie i'm a little bit rock and roll and she's a little bit country if uh for those of you <laughs> right right for those yeah. of you who remember that show yeah so um so give, give me a, some foundation as far as you know uh were you from a musical family you know how, how did you pick up the instrument how did that all come about for you yeah actually i was from a very musical family uh, my mother and father actually sang harmony together um, my father died when I was a little kid. Uh, I'm sorry. And you were kind of poor. We had, there were four kids. And um, uh, my mother and her two brothers sang perfect harmony together. And whenever they got together, they were always singing. So this was always kind of in my ears, all this harmony. And um, when I was turned 13, one of my friends, my best friend, I'm still best friends with him. Uh, when I turned 13, um, my mom, we didn't have a lot of money. She spent 10 bucks on a guitar. And wow. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe she spent 10 bucks on a birthday <laughs> present for me. And I picked up the guitar and kind of never put it down. It completely changed my life. Wow. Now you're originally from Long Island when, you know, actually from Maspeth, Queens. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. my whole, my whole family. My whole Polish side of the family is from Maspeth. Off really? 60, yeah, off 64th Street and Grand Avenue, uh, Grand Boulevard or Grand Grand, Grand Avenue. I was a uh, Fresh Pond Road in uh, Flushing Avenue. Oh, I know, I know it well. I used to go to Pol- I used to go to dances at Polish National Hall. Oh, uh, and oh, to, to try to meet, uh, I'm half Polish and half Ukrainian, yeah. and uh, yeah. and try to meet the nice Polish girls. So you learn how to dance quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, what a yeah. nice, what a nice discovery. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I. Uh, I started, my best friend Ron and I would practice singing and playing guitar after, uh, after school every day, taught ourselves how to sing harmony. I, and then I had a friend, another friend in college who could sing harmony. I got the three of us together and we kind of did an acoustic thing for several years. We could sing perfect harmony. We could take any song. As soon as we started singing it, we knew what harmony parts we would take and we just nail it immediately. Then I, I did a uh, recording uh, of some original songs, and I did a, a slowed-down version of Del Shannon's Runaway on an acoustic guitar, and we recorded that, and I sent it to an ad in the Village Voice. Okay. Two producers looking for new talent, and they heard the uh, tape, and they wanted to do Runaway. And we did Runaway and uh, almost had a deal on it on Atlantic, and at the last minute, it was picked up by uh, Playboy Records. It was Hugh Hefner's company. And they had had country hits, actually. And he, um, uh, I was their first pop hit. So the song came out. It did, did quite well. Oh, so, you, so you made it onto the label. The label just bought 
Yeah, they bought okay. the, they bought the recording. Now the two guys who produced it were uh, John Miller and Neil Portnow. Now I don't know if you know the name Neil Portnow. Sounds but, familiar. Yeah, well I'll get into that in a minute. But oh, sure. but we uh, we uh, we had had a uh, you know minor hit with it. I think it made it to like thirty seven on the in the top forty charts. It was number one in Billings, Montana. Nice. Top, top ten in Chicago. It was getting airplay all around the country. I did American Bandstand. I was on American Bandstand. Lip synced it. Come on, no, come I, on. I am not kidding you. I was on with the Captain and Tennille. It was their, their first hit was coming up the charts, and and my song was uh, has already uh, charted and was on its way down. And um, I kind of lost contact with Neil and John, and um, had all kinds of original bands together throughout the years doing all kinds of mostly rock stuff. And, um, Neil Portnow went on to run the Grammys for 17 years. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still, still in touch with Neil. Neil is, I know he got a lot of bad press at one point, but Neil is actually a great guy, a really kind, sweet guy. And John Miller was also a great guy. Um, I reconnected with John Miller back uh, in the uh, like around 2012, believe it or not. And um, we started working on a country project mm-hmm. and I started writing all these country kind of based songs. I had I had always had an interest in country uh, from the 80s on. I, I, I was interested in the players were great. The songs were great. I liked a lot of the lyrics. So it's kind of a natural transition for me and uh, um, started writing songs in that vein. For, for this whole country project. John was the executive executive producer. I worked at a place in, uh, at a great studio in uh, South Huntington, Parcheesi Studios. Which yeah, is I've heard of it. Yep. By, run by Bob Stander. Mm-hmm. We had some great players on it. Um, Sean uh, Murray, who's a great drummer, and Steve Holly from Wings. He played on some of the cuts. Um, and Paul Errico on keyboards. Bob Stander played guitar. And bass, Teddy Kumpel was uh, was on some uh, guitar, tr- you know, tracks, uh, solos. And then a great steel player named John Widgren, who was from up in Connecticut. So we did all of those songs and I signed a publishing deal with John's publishing company. And now we're trying to get the songs out there. Now, let me let me let me reel you yeah. back just a little bit, because a couple sure. of things struck me in, you know, you, you, you spoke about your mom. You know, and, and struggling, right? You know, your yeah. father passed away and, and she yeah. spent $10 on a guitar, yeah. which was probably a lot of money, yeah. uh, you know, when you were a young man. Yeah. But, you know, what, what I find exciting and amazing is when you recognize the sacrifices your parents make for knowing your interest or, or maybe helping you discover your skills and your talent. You know, I think it just makes you work harder because you value that so you so much. You know, oh, yeah. it's I, I really I really think it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. then the other the other thing, it's it's almost like a Cinderella story. I mean, you pick up the Village Voice and and you enter you enter it in, and you know, then it's like a, a roller coaster ride. Obviously, you've got the, the skills for it, but it's amazing what can strike gold when when you just got to keep putting it out there and taking those chances. Right. So I just right. you know this just what kind of struck me listening to your story. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that was quite a story. Now I'll tell you an, a, a second part to that. Uh, w- what I was doing at that time when I had runaway out, I was teaching in a Catholic school in okay. Glendale, Queens. So 
I was on Playboy Records, which was Hugh Hefner's label. So I was working for the Pope and Hugh Hefner at the same time. <laughs> I think I was the only guy in history that ever did that. So, <laughs> so you had the Pope, the angel on one shoulder and the devil yeah. on the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great time. I, I, we, Neil and I flew out to uh, LA. He, uh, there was an article when Neil after, uh, on his 10th anniversary of running, uh, the Grammys, he, um, he, he was interviewed and he said that that record changed his life. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. One of the things that for those, you know, who follow podcasts is every, everyone you mentioned, I actually, I make chapter marks of what we're talking about. Okay. So if people want to, Hey, who is this guy and, and have an interest, they can uh, hit the link in the chapter mark and find out uh, more information about the the people that we're talking about. So mm-hmm. that connection, that connection to the Grammys is, it's kind of cool. I think I think I saw on Facebook, I think your daughter was working the red carpet for the Grammys as well. My daughter was actually a fantastic uh, classical pianist, and she went out to USC, much to my chagrin. I mean, she went out to USC because she hasn't come back. <laughs> and uh, she, she, she auditioned to uh, get in their uh, piano performance program, and she got in and... Um, uh, was a, uh, there's some YouTubes of her, you know, she was just an incredible pianist. She sits no longer doing that. And uh, she interned for, um, for the Grammys and then got a job really of, of our own merit uh, at Music Cares. So she works for Music Cares. And that picture of her uh, was from the last Grammys. She was working the red carpet. She was actually assisting Joni Mitchell. Who was oh, being wow. Honored, honored by Music Cares. Yeah. So oh, she's oh a yeah, great- Brit, because Brandy Carlisle, who I'm a big fan of as well, yeah. was there, and and yeah. she she did the whole Blue album, which is just just amazing. We saw Brandy Carlisle at uh, Forest Hills last year, and it was what oh, yeah. a great intimate uh, first time I was at Forest Hills, if you can believe that. But it was really yeah. what a what a great place to see yeah. to see a show, you know. So yeah. what what did what did you teach when you were in Catholic uh, school? I taught everything. They, <laughs> yeah, just. Man, I, let me say that I taught math, reading, social studies, science, whatever they wanted me to teach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and then, yeah. so did, did you continue with the teaching career and, and parallel with music or? Yeah. I, yeah. I left after I had the hit with Runaway, I, I left teaching and uh, I put a, you know, I always had a band together, put, put a band together, drove a cab, things like that. And then uh, got back into, into schools and stuff. And, uh, uh, but I always had a band in, in 87, I had a really good band together. We put out a, an EP on vinyl, five songs, and I hired a radio promo guy and he had us on like 375 stations in the course of three weeks. Hmm. And I ran out of money because it was 200 bucks, say uh, 200 bucks a week. Throw, yeah. and, and I really, what I should have done because I had a fantastic band together back then. I should have I should have just maxed out a credit card, but it never struck me that I should have done that to, to pay this guy. Because we, we had Hawaii and the West Coast kind of locked up, and the band was really good enough to tour. Um, Doug Scott. What was the name of the band at that time? The Lights. The Lights. Okay, yeah, I think I saw a video of yeah. that. It was Doug Schofield on keyboards, who was also an excellent singer. And Mike DeCampo from down in Brooklyn, a great guitar player. Bob Caprero, a fantastic drummer who I still work with. And uh, uh, John Murphy on bass. And uh, we, we, we were really excellent and had some really good tunes. Uh, now, who was the lead? Were you the lead singer in the video on the yeah. lights? 
Always, yeah. always. I got to, I got to tell you this because it kind of struck me. Not that I have the best ears for for music, although you see there are guitars behind me. Yes, yes. That I, I dust off every once in a while. Right. Um, Brian Ferry, your your voice, it it, it had a quality of Brian Ferry for oh, me, right. which is a yeah. big compliment, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, I like him a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Thank it was, you. It was, yeah, it was just beautiful. So why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break. Sure. And I really want to delve into, because a lot of people who follow the podcast are up and coming singer songwriters. And, sure. uh, you know, I, I believe there's inspiration that we need to discover from you on, on how you how you did it and, and, sure. and how you how you brought about, quote, your own luck or your own break. So, yeah, hang with us, everybody. And we'll be right back. Hi, Steve Yusko from Gig Destiny here. Well, as you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about that musician who would make a fantastic guest here on the Long Island Sound. Well, we'd like to hear their story. We'd like to hear their music. So have them reach out to us at gigdestiny.com and we'll explore their craft. Now, back to our podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with Charlie Coolis and Charlie what is interesting to me, and I'm sure to our audience, especially the up-and-coming uh, musicians and singer-songwriters, is, you know, we, we can um, pigeonhole this and thumbnail it and, and say, hey, yeah, I wrote, I wrote into the Village Voice and boom, I'm famous, <laughs> you know, and I, and I got a record deal. But right. t- tell, me the, tell me how you woodshedded that side of the business to get exposure. Well, I think... You know, people say this, you, you never give up. So I would take every opportunity, of, you know, like I, the way I found you. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I see some sort of opportunity, I go for it. I reach out to people. I, somebody tells me a name and says they're looking for something. I'll, I'm, I'm always there, always reaching out. And I think that's one thing that you got to do. And I remember Johnny Carson one time said a long time ago, yeah, it's, it takes luck, but you kind of make your own luck. And those words always stuck in my head. Um, so it, it, you make your own luck in the sense that you always got to keep at it and keep trying new avenues, whatever, whatever opens up for you, whatever you see as an opportunity, keep trying and keep doing it because you never know what's going to happen. You know, I, I reconnected with John Miller because it was his birthday party and they wanted me to come and sing Runaway as a surprise. And from oh, that, nice. yeah, from that came this whole project. Now, had, had I said, you know, no, nah, I'm too busy. I can't do it. But I, I jumped at the opportunity. And in fact, at that party, Neil Portnow introduced me when I sang Runaway. Oh, that's so, great. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I think you just got to keep, keep at it and keep trying and, uh, um, like like Johnny Carson said, you make your own luck by right. by by keeping at it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll just I'll give you our own backstory here. So Charlie reached out to me on Facebook. I put it out there. I look look for guests. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I feel very blessed. Three months in, uh, everyone I meet and that's on you know will lead me to two or three people that they say, oh, this guy would make a great guest. Oh, he's got a great story. And we're meeting for the first time on Squadcast, which is the program we use, but. Uh, you know, it's, I think that's the way to do it. You put yourself out there and you don't say no. There's some things you have to say no to, but you have to make yourself available. One other thing to keep in mind, uh, you're talking about uh, being persistent. I think I read somewhere that 17 companies, record companies turned down the Beatles. So 
you know, if, if they turned them down, uh, you, you just, just keep at it. You never know. Like when I answered that ad in the voice, I didn't know what was going to happen, but why not? What, what did, what did it take? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What was the effort? You know, the effort is, the effort is in honing your craft and, and recognizing you have a skill, you know, the right. harmonizing thing I think is the coolest thing. Cause when you come down to, you know, I think the most beautiful instrument there is, is the voice, you right. know, and, right. and when you're able to harmonize acapella or whatever, man, you've, you've got it down and you can just add to it, add the spice to it as, as you go along, as they say. Right. So right. there's always the, always the questions we're going to go into. So we heard, what did we hear the first time? We heard Come and Get You Some, which right. was the in- introductory thing. And mm-hmm. these are the songs, by the way, that blew my mind when you reached out to like, this guy's from Nashville. I mean, he can't be from Long Island. It's, it's just like, no way, you know? Right, <laughs> well, Lo right. and behold, you're from right. the North Shore, and, and God bless you. It's great. Um, so we heard that song, yeah. and we're going to jump into Nothing at All. Tell me how that came about. You know, tell yeah. me about, do you have a process? Do you, you know, do you? Do you plan to write a song? Does the muse come to you? I mean, you, you know the Yeah. Yeah. Well, I nothing at all um, was written with, uh, the lyrics were written by a friend of mine, Ernie Petito, who I've been writing with for mm-hmm. years. He lives out in LA. We've been, uh, we used to live in the city, but uh, moved out to LA a while ago. And we communicate by emails. And um, I had, my, my music usually starts with a chord progression. I'll be playing on guitar or a keyboard, I'll be playing some sort of progression, um, a series of chords, and a melody will pop up in my head from the, from the progression. progression. I, I'll find it interesting. And um, and I think I sent that song, that melody to Ernie, and he put lyrics uh, to this song. And there's actually a country version of that I did with John Miller. Um, you happen to get that version, but I actually did a, a version a duet with a girl named Tabitha Fair. Now, Tabitha, Tabitha is a, a great vocalist and sings background, a great background singer. She works with everybody, everybody. Um, she's down in Nashville now. Otherwise, I'd probably be working her with her if she was up mm-hmm. in New York. But she's down in Nashville now. And, has, and I see her all the time on TV singing backgrounds. But she's really a, a, just an excellent, excellent singer all around can sing perfect harmony uh, so that nothing at all. There's two versions. The one you got is with me with one set of lyrics. And then Ernie rewrote the lyrics for the duet, which, which uh, I didn't send you, but uh, uh, that was, that was a country. All right, version so we'll have, song. we'll have a link. Yeah. So uh, people can hear the version that we have now on the podcast, and then they can jump to, uh, to the other version on the link and, yeah. and compare and, and yeah. contrast and, and enjoy. So yeah. Let's yeah. take a listen to Nothing at All, and we'll be right back after the song. Check it out. Brace yourself, here it comes. Our bravest allies deserted us. Left us on this battlefield Stepping over wooden shields Had the greatest force Assembled yet Hutches, catapults and chariots They trampled kingdoms to the ground Crushed their cities, burned them down 
We're back, everybody. And while we took a break, Charlie and I started chatting away. And this happens a lot with guests. We get into like these 
great stories. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, <laughs> save it, save it for the podcast. So yeah, uh, we were talking about uh, the time that you were on American Bandstand, and and the question I had for Charlie was because uh, he said he was interviewed by Dick Clark. I said, what's Dick Clark like? Is you know, so tell me, what was Dick Clark like? You know, how was it being on American Bandstand? That was it was really oh actually I got paid I made three hundred twenty five bucks on America Bandstand uh, <laughs> I don't have the uh, receipt anymore but I should have saved it so anyway yeah Dick Clark um, is exactly as he appeared on television he was a really nice guy cordial very uh, down to earth very friendly and I, I as I was telling you uh, what I remember we were in the green room with Dick Clark it was me and Neil Newport now. And the captain and Tennille. And I think uh, Dick Clark's son was about 10 or 11 years old. And what I remember in the green room, his son was shooting paper clips off of a rubber band all around the green room. Uh, but no, Dick Clark was a really, really good guy, really nice guy. And he, he told you exactly what was going to happen, what the interview was going to be like. Of course, everybody lip synced the songs. Uh, and then he interviewed me just as he said he was going to. But this. There's no recording of this, no video of it. Ah, too bad. That's that's too bad. Now, was that, where did he do his show? Because I know he was originally from Philly, right? Yeah, no, at at this time it was in L.A. It was in L.A., okay. Yeah. 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 I I still remember him sitting in the audience with the kids and with his little microphone going back and forth. And uh, uh, what a a gem of a guy and quite quite the mogul, too, from what I understand. So. uh, Yeah. So that that was your your touch with celebrity. So yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's expand upon. Um, so what, what what's interesting, and I found other guys who do this who they have long time collaborations with lyricists. Um, do you do you write some of your own uh, lyrics as well? Or do you stick to to yeah, the no. the music? Yeah. I, uh, hotel room. Well, I'll tell you. Um, should I talk about a hotel room? Talk whatever um, you. Well, yeah, yeah. As long as you keep it PG, you can talk about hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> hotel room. When, when I when I was working with John Miller and we were working on this country project, he um, uh, introduced me to a guy named Rafe Van Hoy, R A F E V A N H O Y, and Rafe actually had his first hit at nineteen with this song called "What's Forever For." England Dan and John Ford Coley recorded oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. It's a beautiful song. And I hooked up with Rafe. Now, what's funny is uh, all the years I wrote with Ernie Petito, um, we, we communicated by email or I would drop a tape off when he lived in New York. Mm-hmm. We never really sat down and hashed out a song together. So now I'm down in Nashville with Rafe Van Hoy, and we're going to try and come up with some songs. And I brought a bunch of ideas with me uh, on, on my phone, I think they were. And um, Rafe had had a ton of country hits. Um, so it was funny, um, uh, you know, Rafe kind of reminded me of me. He loved, <laughs> okay. he loved Indian food. He loved red wine and uh, uh, married to a woman who was from Tasmania of wow. all places. Okay. And Rafe, Rafe and I hit it off. It was one of those situations where you, 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 you meet the guy and, and after a day, you feel like you've known him your whole life. Yeah, you know? that's mad great. Just a dynamite guy knows everybody in Nashville because he had so many hit songs. And uh, we sat and we wrote two songs together. Now, we worked out of uh, Rafe's studio that was in his basement in his house in Nashville. But I was staying at a hotel and I was he would come and pick me up every morning. 
and we he'd drive me over to his house and we'd work on songs. And I was sitting in the lobby of the hotel waiting for Rafe to show up. And this song lyric just popped into my head. It said, I imagined the guy in Nashville and he's, he's, he's out, he's from out of town and he's in Nashville and he's having a a great time dancing at a bar, you know, at a honky tonk, he's dancing with everybody doing the two step. And, um, now it's closing time and he doesn't want it to end. So these lyrics came into my head. It said, let's take this party to my hotel room. It's last call. This place is closing soon. The band is almost finished packing up. They're coming over just as soon as they're done. We'll dance naked. We'll howl at the moon. Let's take this party to my hotel room. Oh, man. So, so that <laughs> while I'm waiting for Rafe, that whole chorus comes into my head. Wow. And when we get to his house, I said, listen, Rafe, we were going to work on another song. But let me just tell you this lyric I, that popped into my head. And uh, we started working on that then. Uh, took a while and Rafe actually did the uh, the rhythm track on that there's actually I think I think it's a really great drum machine on it even mm-hmm. though uh, or, or or maybe it was redone by uh, Steve Holly actually uh, from wings and then uh, Rafe played guitar and we st- we used the guitar track and then uh, I kind of we, we worked together on some of the melody and the verses and he came up with a lot of lines of the verses and we put the whole thing together and uh, uh, put it yeah. Wow. It it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great, now that summer's finally upon us, it's a great party song for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, but, but how'd you get, how'd you get introduced to Rafe? Was it just somebody else knew and said, Hey, you guys I, should get together. I mean, how did that yeah. happen? How does that happen? You know, John Miller has a publishing company that I'm, uh, my songs assigned to. And um, he had a contact down in Nashville and somehow that whole thing got set up for the two of us. So I kind of spent the week down there. We had a great time, Rafe and I. And uh, like I say, uh, you know, I felt like I knew him my whole life, even though I was with him for a week. Yeah, that's neat. Na- Nashville's yeah. a great place. We were we yeah. were in Nashville uh, this past October. We went with a bunch of couples, had a blast. I mean, from for those who haven't been there in a while, from ten o'clock in the morning till the wee hours, you can find a bar that's you know four stories high with a rooftop bar with a different band on every one. Right. Uh, who are not bashful when it comes to asking for tips, by the way. Right. I, I remember one, one group was like, you know, it'll cost you $5 a, a request and, and $20 for us not to play certain songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're all doing it for tips. So they're working, you know, God yeah. bless them. They're working yeah. their, their asses off. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it was kind of like spring break, you know. Uh-huh. I'm an old, I'm an old man. I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting worn out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Great musicians down there though. Great. A lot oh. of great. Musicians. Oh, it was, it was you know, yeah. uh, you can do a different version of this song. Take me to my hotel room. I want to go to bed. <laughs> 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 or I better get to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. right. As yeah. an old friend, as an old, as my, I think it was my dad or my uncle said, nothing good happens after nine o'clock. Well, yeah. you know, a lot of, well, a lot of good, good things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. great. So, so you keep in, so I said, so the connection was the, the publishing company that, that, yeah that introduced you guys. And, mm-hmm. and then you found, uh, that's, it's great when you, when you, yeah. when you, I can't imagine being, uh, sitting with somebody that you find out, yeah, not my type of person and try to write a song together. Yeah, right. I would no, think we, that would end pretty quick, you know? Yeah. We, we hit it off really well. We hit it off really well. Nice. Yeah. So that's part of your repertoire. I mean, do you, do you 
do you sell the song? What I mean, what, what do you what do you what what are your hopes with the song? I mean, well, it, you know, uh, right now I'm currently without a band. I actually I I uh, as another guy you could talk to is Steve uh, Ronson. Okay, uh, he has a band or had a band called Quick Draw. They got some great songs, and um, uh, I'm trying to put something together with him now. Um, I had a band together, and unfortunately, the guitar player passed away. I'm sorry. Not too, short, not too long ago. Um, and uh, the kind of the band kind of folded after that. So um, I'm hoping I can work with Steve. If not, uh, uh, I got I got a guy for you. Yeah. Do you know Mike Nugent? Oh, Mike actually plays with, uh, <laughs> with a, Steve. Mike, Mike plays with everybody. And, yeah. and, he, and I say that with with because he's uh, he's Mike's my guitar teacher. Although oh. he, although he wouldn't, if you listen to me play guitar, he would never admit that. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, you know, I know the name Mike Nugent through Bob Stander, and I saw him playing once at the uh, Oyster Fest. I sure, saw Mike yeah. Nugent. Yeah, but I, uh, I've my paths have never crossed. I mean, he's I've a great, never been introduced uh, well, to him. Well, yeah. well, I'll be the bridge between the two of you guys because okay. uh, you're cut, you're cut from the same cloth. You're very, yeah. very uh, friendly, lovely people. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because what you just said, we've never crossed paths. Um, I find that with a couple of musicians. Yeah, I know him, but I'm out playing. He's out playing. Yeah. And never the, the twain shall meet, you know, but yeah. uh, everybody knows everybody. So it's, it's yeah. really, really yeah. kind of neat, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, let's do this. Let's just take another quick break, kind of mm-hmm. regroup mentally, and we'll be right back. Sure. Hang with us, everybody. You've got a lot more stories and a lot more songs. Are you a singer-songwriter who wants to take your music to the next level and you need some professional musicians and really that expertise to help you along? Well, check out Melts In Your Ears Studio. It's Mike Nugent's studio. If you like what you've heard here today, Mike's the guy who can make the connections, put the tracks together, and give you a quality product. Check it out. Hey, everybody. We're back. Hey, Charlie, um, I'm interested, sure, of what you're going to be doing around the island, but let's reel it back to, you know, that that first song, Come and Get You Some. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about that. Tell me how that came about. Yeah. So um, my friend Ernie Petito, who uh, was writing lyrics with me for years, he um, was told me he was watching a TV show and there was some country character who would uh, close the show by saying the words, come and get you some. So Ernie wrote up the lyrics to come and get you some. Uh, He wrote a lot of lyrics. And it was one of those things where when I got those lyrics, that song was written in like five minutes. In five (laughs) minutes, it was done. I I don't know why, but just the whole thing came together. And then I started recording it with through John Miller at uh, Bob Stander's Parcheesi Studios in South Huntington. And um, we, we had the song together and it didn't have a bridge. And Bob and I kind of looked at each other and we say, we kind of agreed it needed a bridge. And as I was driving home, now those were basically Ernie's lyrics, but as I was driving home from the studio, the bridge, the lyrics to the bridge and the music to the bridge came into my head. And when I got home, I put it down on guitar, went back into the studio and we punched the whole bridge in. Um, So uh, yeah. Uh, And it's a song about, it's a song about summertime, you know, summer's back, Georgia down to Texas, rich girls want to have a little fun. Suntan driving daddy's Lexus tops down, come and get you some. 
Hey, so, uh, that could be a Long Island song too. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so um, I think that's uh, maybe the most commercial and catchiest tune of, of all of my tunes. But uh, 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 it, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun playing that. And uh, like I said, it's one of those things that happen in five minutes. Uh, you know, you know, it's amazing too. Is they say, um, you know, at least when I'm in the car and I'm isolated, that's where certain muses come to me, and and they and you know bands on touring on the road in the bus you know that that's a lot of their collaborative time that yeah. things come come to them yeah. so it's funny you said it, it came to you in the car you went right back and right what makes what makes a musician and a singer songwriter to me is they get hit with the muse and they act on it immediately uh, yeah i mean i've written ten thousand pieces of songs in my mind that will never get published because i've never remembered to write them down. <laughs> well yeah and i'll tell you the i you know these these iphones um, I used to have a little cassette player that I put an idea on, but now if I'm in the car and an idea comes into my head, I can put the phone on it and sing it into the phone. No, um, see, I see. I do the same thing with pros. I'll, I'll just hit the record button and I'll say idea for a song, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then yeah. I find people like you that I can pitch it to. That's the whole reason okay. for this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm open for it. <laughs> I'm open to anything. I mean, why deal with the guy from LA? You got a local guy right here <laughs> with a podcast that can yeah. help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing around town, around the island. Yeah, well, I, you know, like I said, right now I don't have an original band together, but I'm hoping to do that. I'm hoping that happens soon. And um, I have like at least 25 uh, kind of country Americana rock songs that, um, uh, that uh, are, you know, we certainly could do. I have other stuff. I recorded with Richie Canada over in his studio and uh, um, so, so I'm hoping to get together with certain music some musicians so that we can put something together and like i said uh build a following uh play play the originals build a following pops possibly open for people and build a fan base through social media and by playing out uh not to become like big stars but just to build a following so that we can always play right Um, and that i think that's the key now because um you know you can put your music up on cd baby and get it on spotify you're going to get you know yeah. Have half a cent for every hundred people yeah. listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to play out. You got to do festivals yeah. and you got to do it and make those connections. And that's, and with your persistence, I have no doubt you'll, yeah. you'll do very well. Yeah. And uh, just one, one quick thing about Rafe Van Hoy. I remember when I first, when I first met Rafe, he told me a story. He said, he said his song, um, what's forever for got half a million plays on Spotify Mm-hmm. He got a, he got a royalty check for five dollars. Bitch, <laughs> I know. So I got a lot of tunes. I got like a bunch of tunes up on YouTube. Uh, on May sixth, I'm I'm releasing a single from a CD I did, and that song is called "Get Gone." That's written completely by me. I wrote all the lyrics and uh, mm. and the music, and that, I'm going to release that on the sixth to Spotify and uh, uh, you know all the other social the media platforms. And um, I'll probably do a YouTube for it, but I do have a YouTube channel. It's the Charlie Coolest Band. I got a bunch of tunes up on there um, and I'll be adding more tunes. Um, uh, So like I said, unfortunately, I don't have the band together right now to do the originals, but I do do covers on on just about every weekend. I play out in the vineyards. Uh, It's a duo. We're called Mm -hmm. the Atlantics and it was my friend Tom. And he plays keys. We we uh, use a drum machine, uh, and we do a bunch of covers. I 
play just a, just about every week on well, like we'll be at Pindar, we'll be at um, Jason's Vineyard, we play Puglisi a lot, and we'll also be at Osprey Dominion, Duck Walk North, uh, and just about every when uh, every weekend. So if you look at uh, you know if you look uh, at the uh, the uh, websites for the different uh, vineyards, you'll see the Atlantics and. Uh, yeah, and we're happy, by the way, on gigdestiny.com, I'm happy to share any of your events um, okay. up, up on the website, and I'll, I'll show you how you can get that up there on your own. So right. anything right. spread the word. Now I see your modus operandi, Charlie, because you said you did like red wine, and now now, now I get it. <laughs> now, now you're a Puglisi. Okay, it's it's kind of it's kind of yeah. it's not about the music, is it? It's about the red wine. <laughs> Actually, I've cut back on the wine, man. Cut back on the wine. Yeah, because those last songs uh, after a few wines can be kind of yeah. hanky. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's 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 talk about this this last song that um, uh, which is which we spoke about a little bit earlier, where where it all kind of came to you, the hotel room song. So uh, yeah, well, like I said, I was uh, the whole lyric. Uh, the, the lyric for the chorus came to me as I was sitting waiting for Rafe to pick me up. And then we went down and, and hashed out uh, a whole bunch of lyrics. And we had, there were several ideas I had musically. After I left Nashville, I kind of finished a lot of the music uh, up here and um, had a whole bunch of ideas for choruses for, for those lyrics. And finally, I decided on, uh, on what, what, you, what you got on that, uh, on that recording. All right, so let's take a listen to Let's Take This Party to My Hotel Room. Have a listen. We'll be right back. Flew in Nashville as the sun went down. I made a beeline for the bars downtown. First girl I met was Southern Comfort Suite. Turns out her cousin grew up on my street Next thing I know it's almost 3 a.m. Everybody's partying like they is old friends A hundred crazy people dancing to two-step We're having too much fun to shut it down yet So let's take this party to my hotel room It's last call this place is closing soon 
everybody we are back and i tell you after listening to that song one that's something i'd have to sing to my wife okay only (laughs) (laughs) but i'm telling you that just makes me ready for you know things are starting to warm up the days are getting warmer summer's getting upon us and if there's something that'll inspire you it's the songs that we heard today charlie so thanks for bringing them all to the table it's it's really 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 cool who would know Thanks, thanks for having me here, and thanks for playing the songs, and uh, it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> thanks. Uh, and I end my podcast this way, and, uh, and I, I mean this truly. Uh, we can always account for what's in our bank accounts and what we own. can never account for how much time we have left. So, right. Charlie, for, when you give me this time, uh, an hour of your time or more, uh, I really appreciate it. So, uh, thanks, and I, and I hope to have you back, and, sure. uh, and, and you're a great guest. I really appreciate it, brother. So. Be be well. Peace. Right. You too. You too. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Until next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.